welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning again, everybody. Welcome to the show. That greatest hour plus of your life, of your fantasy football weekend, is back. We've returned from our <laughs> well, post, not, not from our <laughs> from our post week one hiatus. <laughs> and most of you might have thought, well, they're taking a week off because their gambling sucked. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. I was in Oklahoma living my country music festival dream. <laughs> went to went to see Born and Raised, and I I, I came out. Uh, it was my first real camp. I've been camping before, like over a weekend with my dad when I was a kid. Okay. But this is actually my first camping at a festival thing, and I learned a couple things. Especially, I don't know, I'm just going to say about the genre, genre, as they say, of country music. Okay. All right. Oh, wait a minute. I, I just, I'm just curious. Yes. How is Hootie and the Blowfish? Hootie and the Blowfish were not there. How was, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Swift. Taylor Swift, who's yeah. going to be doing the Super Bowl halftime yes. show this how, year. How is she? She wasn't there. So none of the new country artists were no, there. No, no. This this was kind of outlaw country. It's called Red Dirt Red oh, Dirt Country. Oh, this is, the, this is Whalen the, and Willie. It's an Oklahoma, yeah, Texas mashup country. <laughs> okay. So we had like legs, the, the likes of Cody Jenks. Amazing. No idea who that is. No idea who that is. Uh, Brothers Osborne? No idea. Oh, they're, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, the, isn't that the the three brothers that- No, that's uh, not the Brothers Osmond. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> not, not the Osmond boys. <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> um, um, oh, it's a couple of my favorites. Um, Mike and the Moon Pies? Oh, well, we had all the Moon Pies we wanted in Tennessee, so- <laughs> That's right. We did. At the, See? Oh. See how I tie everything together? I know, you do. And then let's see, uh, Wade Bowen. Oh well, amazing. Wade is amazing. Randy Rogers Band. And then the, the he, he couldn't come up with a name for the band, so he just called it after himself and called kind of it like the band. Dave Matthews. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then the night closeout night, which we we didn't go to see this concert because we had to get some sleep because the next morning we were leaving and uh, started tearing stuff down. But Leonard Skinnerd. Oh. Now that I would have gone insane. Yeah, we didn't go see I, them. I didn't realize that Leonard Skinner was a country band. Well, they're they're kind of country rock. Oh, okay. So we're we're this okay. is kind of what this was. It's okay. Kind of, no. So I'll, I'll send you a playlist. Okay. All right. Because because I'll know none of them. No, you'll you'll know Brothers Osborne. I'm really? surprised you don't know Brothers Osborne. Never heard of them. Burning Man. They have a song, the hit song called Burning Man. I thought that was a, a festival in Arizona. No, in California. California. Yeah, or in the desert where yeah. everybody's half dressed. And there isn't that where Aaron Rodgers did his uh, No. No. That was oh. in Peru where he did oh. ayahuasca. Of course. And it's so so much stop. the difference. <laughs> so and speaking of that, oh, yes. how was your journey? My journey it was it was it was fine. It was light and we, we, we they didn't have ayahuasca. Drugs were not allowed. Oh, just like open flames were not allowed. No open. Yeah, we weren't allowed to have uh, open flame in our in our campgrounds. Um, thank, but I'm going to tell you what. 
it was probably the best camping other than, so we, we were in tents and, uh, we were surrounded by RVs and some of these RVs were rentals. And apparently in the rentals, you have to bring your own generator. So this is, uh, this is, um, oh shoot. What's the movie? Um, <laughs> uh, the big sign says rent me on the side. Uh, oh, um, um, yeah. Where they rent an RV. Yeah. <laughs> the family rents an RV Yeah, to, to wasn't it to um, move drugs or something? No, no, that's a different one. Okay. We're the Millers. Oh, we're the Millers. That's okay. the, no, the Millers. No, this was RV. This was, I think it was actually called RV, wasn't it? No, no, we're the Millers. No, no but the, the movie about the rental oh, RV. Oh, one with, um, um, oh, who's the, uh, Mork. Oh, uh, uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. Where he was, where he was trying to go to, uh, an account. He was an account manager. Uh, uh, he rented an RV. And it's like Jones sold or something like that. And he rented an RV, told the family they were going on a vacation and he was really like going to this outing. So man. But anyway. Yeah. So all these RVs, which were, we were like the, we, we were the peanut butter in an RV sandwich. Oh, there the you RVs go. RVs were the bread. We were the peanut. And every fucking one of them had their generator running. <laughs> and they weren't the quiet generators. Oh, they weren't the Honda Whisper? No, not the Honda, the Honda Silent ones. <laughs> yeah. Huh. In fact, the RV that was parked the furthest away from us had the nicest generator. You couldn't even hear the thing running. Really? Couldn't even hear it running. Mm. But, oh, man. So that first night, I didn't sleep at all. <laughs> and I slept in the car. I, we, I had the windows closed in the, inside the car, and I still heard that fucking generator all night long. So you're saying the tents don't have soundproofing? No. Oh. oh. No, no, those walls I'm are shocked. a lot thinner than you think. <laughs> and I, as I told you at breakfast, we were on air mattresses. And that generator was not only so close, but so fucking loud and old. You could feel the vibrations in the ground. It was like our mattress had magic fingers that you didn't have to put a quarter in the machine for. So it's a bonus. You're just yeah, saying it's a it's bonus. bonus. But the bonus was didn't have to worry about running water. I mean, yeah. We had showers. We had bathrooms. We had free food and drink. So you're saying this was nothing like It wasn't Woodstock. like camping. In, no, nothing like, nothing like Woodside. No, okay. mud, no mud fights. No. Ah. But you know, what's the point then, really? But so I, I've learned that I may not be cut out totally for camping. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Everybody just soak this in a little bit, soak it in just a little. Dave, pristine Dave, not cut out for camping in the great outdoors with bugs no, the, and the, nature and, and and other people. I'm gonna tell you, we saw less bugs on this trip. Well, because there's... Then we had in the coffee maker at the house in Tennessee. <laughs> well, it's because there's no trees. <laughs> Everything just blows by. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, there's bugs. There you go. My car, which is like a cranberry red by the end of the weekend, was cranberry red with this maybe half inch thick layer of dirt. Uh. So before we got on the road to go home, we had to get a car wash. Imagine this, Dave, not cut out for camping. I don't understand. My other revelation of, of these music, this country music festival was every girl that was there, 
they were all wearing short cutoff short jean shorts and cowboy boots with the pockets hanging out the bottom yeah yeah, yeah. there you go oh yeah and i know white, I, white cowboy boots i know my country western huh. attire mm-hmm. and and were they not wearing wife beaters or spaghetti strap tops yeah like the short like yeah, yeah oh top, yeah top yeah most of them were unbelievable Country girls are yeah, well. They they're working. They're walking in those cowboy boots. Well, I'm hoping that our girl of the week is a cowboy. Ties into this somehow. No, because <laughs> she's a model. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys. So these cowboy guys. So the move apparently is you tuck your t-shirts in your jeans. So that your belt buckle that you probably paid a week's salary on exactly shows, yeah, and those belt buckles are big, yes, and yes. some of them. So you had those cowboys, then you had the cowboys that were in their overalls. Oh, nice! The long you know, overalls, the okies, yes, and then some of those guys, cowboys, and they're all wearing cowboy hats or trucker caps, trucker cap. So some of those much cowboys, like, much like the. The whatever I'm wearing, batch forty nine or yes, whatever. Yeah. yeah, your old number seven. Old number seven. There you go. So, um, and some of those cowboys that had the overalls on, yeah, had the overalls, but they cut them off so they were shorts. Sweet. And they're wearing cowboy boots. Sweet. So guys in cut off overall shorts, overalls with cowboy boots. Well, that just tells you that in, in Oklahoma. There's, your neighbors are not close enough to tell you that you look like an asshole. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And I even saw a couple guys that were like built like me with half t-shirts and oh, shorts sweet. and cowboy boots. So they're trying to look like the girls. Yeah. But not qualified. Yes. Ah, what a look. There you go. That, that's That's what... That's why you guys didn't get an episode of All Important Fantasy Football News last week. Well, you know, some things do take precedence. <laughs> there you go. And that's that, that's what it is. Um, what we have this week, though, we have a great show for you. In fact, while I'm explaining all this, I got to do something because I forgot to do it. Um, we got news and notes. Okay. Everything you're going to need to learn about what's going on in fantasy football this week and and what you need to do to make your team better, that's what we got going this week. We have must starts and don't bothers as part of our news and notes. We have, um, what do you call it, sports investing. Now, please don't be dismayed from the first couple weeks of this this adventure. (sighs) Yes. I, I fixed my problem. Well, I didn't fix mine because I, I, I did what I normally do, and I, 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 sh- I should have just stayed out of the fray like I was going to, and I didn't. Oh, man. So that that's what we have. And we also have um, Fantasy Girl. Not anything to do with um, country music. No cowboys. Maybe, no. maybe next week we'll have a, a country music star. Maybe Bubba. Ma- maybe. Maybe a country music star. <laughs> um, so we have that. What else do we have? And that, that's Oh, we do have one more thing. We have 
an email question. Oh, well. And you may have forgotten all about this guy. Um, he usually writes us every week. What's what's his name again? Ju- Ju- Justin. Oh. Uh, Just, Justin with a Y? Yes, yes. He's a country f- music fan, I hear. Well, he's from Texas. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Loves Austin. So Keep it weird, Austin. He, he's the guy that always calls us, you know, names. Yeah, see, I don't like that. He calls us names. Well, I don't like but, that. But, no, he, he refers to us as, you know, famous duos. Oh. So we'll start with that. So it's James. No, no, no. James does it, too. <laughs> so this came in on our Mission Barbecue email. Okay. Which you can you can address at CFL, CFF podcast at hotmail.com. There you go. And you can do that while you're looking at the website, CFF podcast. Dot com. Did I say CFF podcast at hotmail.com? Yes. Okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> that was 15 seconds. I forgot what I said. So, all those high ayahuasca <laughs> journeys will uh, take it out of you. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then what we have, we have, um, if you don't like sending emails, you can send us a voicemail or a text message on the Mountain Dew Spark fan line. If you can use the technology. If you can, yes. Yeah. 414-520-8249. But we're not using that today. Today we're using the Mission Barbecue email. And this this email comes from Justin. It's a little long one, so hang tight. Stop me when you need it. It's to. a shot across the bow. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Good morning, Crockett and Tubbs. It's been a while since I've checked in via email with you both, so I, f- I felt like I was due. I'd like to first give a kudos to James in Milwaukee for continuing the naming trend I started for you too. I like to hear what other listeners come up with and uh, w- w- with when they call or write in. I'd also like to take my hat off and bow my head for Wayne as he, yet again, got bounced early from the guillotine league. Week two this time, huh? Jesus. Getting earlier every year. You lost to the guy who auto-drafted. I know. <laughs> oh. For a man to win two Super Bowls in different leagues in one season. Let's focus on the important stuff. (laughs) Yet have the most difficult time lasting more than two weeks in a guillotine league confounds me. Well, me too. I think shiny objects confound (laughs) Justin, but that's just me. Squirrel. (laughs) I can't say I've done any better as I haven't won anything in a bit, but I guess we've just come to expect more from Wayne over the years. Congrats on the two Super Bowls, good sir, and there's always next year. Right? I'm not even I'm not even I'm not even sure I'm gonna be in it I'm, next year. I'm not even getting excited about the, <laughs> the stupid thing next. I don't understand it. I clearly don't understand it. I clearly don't have a a, a, a game plan. I, I know how to play fantasy football. I completely do not understand guillotine. So Well, you know what? As as I've heard somebody say and I've I've avoided bringing it up because it could just put an end to this whole podcast thing we're doing <laughs> fantasy football is all luck i don't agree with that <laughs> i don't i think it's like a lot of things there is a component of luck to it but you put yourself in a position to be you make your own luck, on, are you saying no you put yourself in a position to capitalize on the luck that comes your way yeah. everybody has lucky times here and there where you know, why would you start that guy and he goes off for an amazing number? It's right. Like, okay. It just happens. All right. Well, that's better. But Okay. Now that Wayne is out of the guillotine league, 
Are you guys going to start going over the ad drops and money amounts paid for said editions? Week one's waiver editions were a bit lopsided as I scooped up four of Brian Keyes. Uh, he's got it lost in week one. Four of his players. All the good RBs and his top wide receiver. The two RBs I drafted were basically out, so thankfully I was able to get replacements in helping vault my total up to the top in week two. Brag, brag, brag. I guess that's a little <laughs> humble brag right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course, when he gets knocked out in week four, it's like, you know, it won't matter a whole lot. I paid a little over 50% of my free agent budget, but I feel I'm good for a bit. Following the meager pickups from week one, the league saw a large jump in acquisitions and the amount people were willing to pay for players in week two. Um, Can we say $150 for Jamar Chase? Yeah, it's cuckoo crazy. That just, I fell off my chair. 50% of your budget. On one guy. Yeah. What are your thoughts on weeks one and two and the amounts paid? Keep up the great work, guys, and I look forward to hearing your response. JR and Lago. Well, I, I will start out by saying I, I'm not qualified to <laughs> say anything about any of this. Well, I could tell you week one, week two analysis from, from my side. Okay. As I mentioned, I think to you, I tried to keep it off public airwaves, but my goal was to not even make any pickups in week one. Because I wanted to see what the what the um, payoffs were going to be, right, right, for players. Yeah, how crazy were people going to go? Well, and we found out. Yeah, and they didn't go crazy until week two. Yeah, like I said, one hundred fifty dollars for Jamar Chase. Um, Deontay Johnson went for seventy. I will predict right now. Yeah, that the team that wins this yeah. will have at least two players from my team on their roster when they finish. <laughs> okay. This is a bold prediction. That's a bold prediction. Okay. That's a bold and prediction. And who got picked up from you? Oh, Antonio Gibson. Stud. <laughs> Stud. <laughs> we'll have to look. All right. So th- that's what we're going to do. That's going to be the bold prediction. That's my bold prediction. Okay. I'm saying. I'm um, saying I am going to help somebody to the championship. Okay. So no matter what you say about me, I still. <laughs> well, we all love you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I went, obviously, Dak Prescott got hurt, uh, which hurt me in week one. Right. It obviously had the potential to hurt me in week two, which it obviously did. I picked up Tannehill for next to nothing. Oh, I was not. Did nothing. I and Exactly. He shit the bed. But I, I also tried to pick up Trevor Lawrence. Now, I, I didn't do it in the first round. Right. I waited till the second round and I got, I put in a zero bid. I'm like, well, nobody bid on him. So I'm just gonna put in a zero bid. Somebody bid three bucks on him and got him. Had I had him, I would still be in the league, but I just, you got, you got got cheap is what you're saying. Yeah. I I think that's you. I, I, I probably still wouldn't have got guys because I wasn't willing to pay the amount of money people were willing to pay. I mean, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers. From Brian's team yeah. was out there. Yeah, that um he went for a lot too. I yeah, thought. A I lot tried, more than he should have. Yeah, I tr- I tried to bid on him, but I'm like, I'm not paying ridiculous amounts of money in. Well, week two I made two bids. I tried to pick up either Jamar Chase or Deontay Johnson. But I, I only bid, I think, thirty bucks. Yeah. And I just got crushed on yeah. those. But for what it's worth, if it makes you feel any better, you know, I'm I'm in a I'm in a survivor pool. Okay. 
week one, you know, I was Mr. Cocky, Mr. Arrogant. I went and picked Carolina. Okay. That didn't work out. No. I thought, oh, Baker Mayfield's going to have a revenge game against Cleveland. But we're going to crush him. Yeah, that didn't work. Bought back in. Week two, I took Pittsburgh. (laughs) Two weeks, two losses in a row. Wow. Needless to say, I didn't buy back in. No. Because you can, in this one, you can buy back in until week four. Oh, wow. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. $40 is enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. So there you go. You lost. I lost some too. So hope we answered your question, uh, Justin. We will, starting next week, we'll we'll start yeah. doing some analysis of the, yeah. the we'll bids do, and the gluttons guillotine. Kind of like we did last year. And it, it'll be interesting. Actually, I, I will add a component this year. I will um, keep track of budgets. Because oh. maybe the component that I'm missing, maybe I'm being <laughs> cheap. Maybe I should spend a lot of money up front and get. I, I tried players. that. I tried that last year. No, it didn't work. I made it to final three. Well, that's see, that's I what spent, I'm saying. I spent everything on um, Travis Kelsey when he dumped oh, out at the beginning. Well, one of my guys. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. See, I tried. I, I tried doing tight end first last yeah. year. Didn't work. I tried doing wide receiver uh, heavy this year. Didn't work. I haven't figured out the strategy. Yeah. So there you go, Justin. I uh, hope we answered your question. It's time for the news, though. We got stuff to do. <laughs> That's right. News and notes. Time for you to learn Everything you're going to need to know about the stuff you got going on this week. Everything? Well, hopefully this stuff will help you make some decisions as to your starting lineup. And we start with this one. Tom Brady. Hmm. He has again cost his team and fantasy football team GMs with his mouth. The arrogance of Tom Brady after he threw yet another incomplete pass. (laughs) After that pass, Brady and Leonard Fournette got into an altercation that was reportedly started by Brady and Mike Evans um, while Brady was running his mouth. What was it? Fuck you. <laughs> or fuck off. or some, uh, Fuck something. I will automatically tell you right now that yeah. that was misinterpreted oh, was by it? the sign reader because Tom would never swear like no, that. No, no. Would he, would he? He's a family man. I don't he, know if you know that or not. He wouldn't. So he wouldn't swear. No. And then cower up like a little girl. Well, that he would do. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Mike Evans was leaving the field, and then he he looked back to see this, and uh turned around to see Tom Brady running his mouth, saying "fuck you," or I can't remember what it was to uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Evans then ran back onto the field and. Late Marshawn Lattimore out. Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore were both ejected from the game, as was uh, no one else. Tom Brady should have been ejected from the game, but God forbid we can't do that. <laughs> Mike Evans was then suspended for this weekend's game against Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they got no wide receivers. None. Evans is out. Julio Jones is out. Um, uh, who's the guy that had the bad knee um crap 
You're not talking about Russell Gage. No, no, no. He's no the guy that hurt his knee last year. Oh, uh, Godwin. Godwin. Yes, he's out. Still out. Yep. Um. So they got. Okay. The, a lot of third stringers. Thing is, thing is, if you remember Justin Watson, who was claimed this week and yes. had a big game um, for Kansas City, was a, a third stringer on Tampa Bay. They've got Darden. They've got a bunch of other guys. They've got super talent, deep talent at their wide receiver position. I don't know if they have any big guys. I think Do most they have a of guy them are, that can get them the ball. Well, that might be the problem. Hmm. That could be it. Yeah. But no offensive line anymore. They they lost more people. I'm suggesting maybe that if all of the receivers put Giselle or Bunchen oh, on their yes, they maybe that would work. Oh, get his attention. There you go. And, and not that the story ends with Mike Evans being suspended. I also think Tom Brady's going to get fined. Not not for the fight that he started with his <laughs> mouth running arrogance, but but for the spiking of yet another poor innocent Microsoft Surface after more horrible play on his part. <laughs> this is now the second time that he's done that. <laughs> now I, I, for one, think he should be suspended for that childish behavior. But sadly, I'm not the NFL dictator as of yet. That uh, yes, yet so. And then speaking of Tom Brady and his, his inability to win anything without all the old retreads from pre- previous glory, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed Cole Beasley to an undisclosed deal. Did he did he get vaccinated? <laughs> or, or was he inoculated? To, was he inoculated? No, you mean immunized? Immunized, whatever it was. You don't have to be anymore. That's it's all done. Well, but that's what that that's why he would go do it because yeah. he's he's an to, idiot. Yeah. Beasley was added to the team's practice squad, but the word is that he will be brought up to the active roster for this weekend and maybe play a couple plays. You know, with all the injuries and suspensions on Tampa offense. So you think he's going to do anything this week, or he's just going to be in there? So no, no, okay, no. I don't think he'll ever do anything. I think he'll be off the roster as soon as the other guys are back oh, healthy. Yeah. Okay, next story, and it's no, no. This is going to be a hard story to report. <laughs> Naturally, and I, I mean this wholeheartedly, I do not want to see anyone get hurt. But <laughs> I told you from the day that he was drafted, Trey Lance was not an NFL quarterback. And you would be wasting your tra- time drafting him to your roster. Did anybody listen to me? I, I did. I definitely listened. You did, yes. I, listened. I definitely listened. But anybody else? Nope. Every roster in fantasy or every league in fantasy football has a Trey Lance on their roster. But now people are going to start to think twice. When I tell you something factual, <laughs> like Trey Lance is done for the season after snapping his ankle and tearing a ligament in his ankle. So Lance has performed longer in, in this season than he did in his last year at his small division two college. That is correct. I sit and just laugh at the arrogance of the coaching staff of the San Francisco 49ers who pretend to know more than everyone else. Oh, they did. They they knew enough to keep Jimmy G, didn't they? Yeah. And now look there. They're stuck with a Cam Newton shoulder guy in Jimmy G. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the Niners are done for 2022. Oh, wait a minute. Can I make a bold prediction? Sure. Uh, Cincinnati does not make the playoffs. Oh. 
I will put that one down. That is my that is my new one. Okay. Um, can you reach in that thing again and get me a pen? So, uh, so that and the the Forty ers are done. They will not make the playoffs either. Pardon all that noise that I was making. <laughs> you need to start working on getting rid of your Forty ers offensive players from your fantasy team if you are planning on winning anything this year. Right? Yeah, the running backs aren't doing great. And on top of that, remember when um, when Jimmy Garoppolo at the beginning of training camp, what, what were the Forty ers saying about him? He he's not part of the team. He's going to practice on his own, but he's oh, not yeah. going to be part of the team. And we're going to try and trade him and blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> we can't do anything with, with Jimmy G. And, well, what 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 do we have now? You ready for this? I'm ready. Shanahan. Garoppolo. One of the better throwers on this planet. <laughs> The story goes, the veteran quarterback will make his first start of this campaign against the Denver Broncos on Sunday after Trey Lance suffered a season-ending ankle injury last week. And Shanahan is impressed with how Garoppolo has looked in the lead-up. I think Jimmy is one of the better throwers on this planet, Shanahan said. Well, let me ask you something. If he was truly one of the better throwers on the planet, why were you trying to get rid of him and <laughs> in, in, in place of trey lance who has done nothing ever in football at all at any level but you know that's just me asking a simple question obvious question (laughs) next up still no word on jk dobbins who is still listed as week to week by his head coach john harbaugh that is disappointing harbaugh refused to tell reporters whether or not dobbins would be available for week three against the patriots Looks like Baltimore is, continu- is going to continue to be cautious with Dobbins, and I think this whole week-to-week thing means he is still not close to being ready for a return to NFL action. The Ravens' rushing attack truly needs help, considering they are using the best quarterback in the NFL as a running back. <laughs> also, you have Kenyon Drake, who hasn't shown much. He had six rushes for eight yards and wasn't targeting the passing game. Now, I do not know if that stat line is due to the fact that Lamar Jackson is playing ball hog while running the ball in order to cover up for the fact that he cannot throw the ball. <laughs> but, I mean, that's for everyone else to decide this. Like Trey Lance is another fact I've been trying to push out for you. I don't know how long, but no one seems to listen to me on this either. <laughs> So not only is Dak Prescott down for the Cowboys, it looks like Dalton Schultz is also likely to miss some time. Jake Ferguson. <laughs> with a PCL injury in his right knee. Normally, PCL injuries are are considered minor, but he will not be able to play week three on Monday night against the Giants. Another fantasy injury to report is Arizona Cardinals running back James Conner who is listed as day-to-day with an ankle injury that he suffered in week two against the Raiders. The injury can be summarized as no big deal, <laughs> but to fantasy GMs, it is a concern. Connor is a tremendously valuable player. Next up, Denver Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy um, is considered day-to-day after exiting the first quarter with a chest or sternum injury in week two. Chest or sternum, they couldn't decide. They couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. I don't know. 
There's good news with this injury. The Broncos initially reported it was a shoulder injury, but it has turned out to be a chest injury after being hit on Sunday. Wait a minute. It was shoulder. Now it's they chest. Thought, Could be sternum. Well, it's, it's that, that upper torso area. Oh, it's a hockey injury then. <laughs> upper torso. Upper torso. Oh, injury. it's pinky finger. Okay. <laughs> and finally, Justin Herbert remains day-to-day with his rib injury, even though the reports out of practice are that he looks like his normal self while throwing the ball. Herbert fractured rib cartilage last Thursday night during the Chargers game against Kansas City. Continue to play, pay attention to the injury list to make sure he's going to play this weekend. I would expect him to play with the injury, mainly because the Chargers are probably the toughest division in football right now, and they cannot afford to give away a game if they have hopes of winning the division. Also, do not forget, Justin Herbert took over the starting quarterback position for the Chargers after Tyrod Taylor got a punctured lung during an injection for the same exact injury. So... Hopefully they have a different doctor on the staff now. <laughs> you think? I think Fauci's free. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So finish off the news. We're going to do our must starts and don't bothers. And as always, we start with quarterbacks. I have three must start quarterbacks this week. First one. Derek Carr. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Dave, why would you start a guy who has shown the last two weeks that he just isn't what we were being sold during the offseason? I'm going to give you this. Although I agree with you, we were sold this bill of goods that, you know, just adding Devontae Adams was going to make Derek Carr an unstoppable force. Well, he had two catches. Yeah. (laughs) Little did everyone realize that once again, I was ahead of the curve on this. When I said, don't get out over your skis, Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Much of Aaron Rodgers uh, or much of Adam's performance was due to the unending superiority in the game of football of Aaron Rodgers. Nothing proves this more than Adam's line from last week of two catches and 12 yards. Now, I was not, as you know, I was sitting in a field in (laughs) Tulsa on Sunday with 96 degree temperatures. I'm sure you had the air no trees. I'm sure you had the air conditioning going in the tent and the big screen TV going. No, no trees, no clouds, no TV. <laughs> so I didn't get to see the game of week two for the Packers. Uh, Did you? Yes, absolutely. All right. So I know in week one, they were showing a, a little graphic on the screen all game long. Devontae Adams receiving yards. Green Bay Packers oh, they, receivers. They, they receiving said yards. they were gonna. They were gonna track. The, I don't know if they said they were gonna do it all season, but so I know they were. Did they keep putting up two catches for twelve yards for Devontae? <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, they that. didn't. No, no, no that stopped. Not. Yeah, apparently so. Hmm. Huh. Well, it was a good gig. It was funny when it first when they yeah, thought it up. Week, and then, one thing, yeah, and, and then then it's like, what oh. if what if Devontae Adams isn't really as good as he was with Aaron Rod? Oh, let's see. Wait a minute. Who, who's the guy that went to Minnesota? Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like Greg Jennings. Or when Jordy Nelson went to the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Or. Oh, J- James Jones went to the Raiders. He was when, when Javon Walker went to Denver. Yes. Or James Jones to the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Lots of examples. Jake Kumro to Buffalo. Oh, he's a stud. <laughs> he's actually he he's actually one of my two. Um, Must starts? No. 
my uh, nuggets. Oh, your little your little nuggets target. Yeah, one of my nuggets. Wow. But so, he's he's only he's only in if Davis is out. <laughs> yeah. So with all that being said, I do expect Carr to have the best game of his career this weekend against a reeling defense in Tennessee. Wait, wait. Best game of his career. Career. Wow. That could be a bold prediction. That could be a bold prediction. I don't know if I'll get it up there before the game. <laughs> Next guy for me, Carson Wentz. It's looking more and more that the problem in Indianapolis wasn't just a Carson Wentz problem. Oh, now, it was definitely a Carson Wentz problem. <laughs> yeah, but not only. Oh, okay, okay. Now that he is in Washington with a myriad of offensive weapons, I like him to deliver in a revenge game against his old team, Philadelphia. I expect high volume on offense wait, wait from Washington this didn't, weekend. Didn't... Who did Washington play week one? Uh, they played, I don't know. Was it Indianapolis? I don't remember. Was it the tie game? Was it? Uh, no. Um, I think the revenge game that week week one was uh, Baker Mayfield against Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, that was there. Okay. Well, anyway. I don't remember. Anyway. And my last must start? Yes. Quarterback? Justin Fields. Stop it. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Stop. I know. It. You're thinking I'm getting crazy now. However, uh, well, not getting. <laughs> if I'm going to be fair, I have to admit that Fields has done remarkably well with limited talent against the likes of San Francisco and Green Bay. I think there's a good chance for the offensive fortunes to change this weekend against Houston. I see Fields having a good day, both rushing and passing. Must starts for you at quarterback? Must starts. Kirk Cousins, it's got the uh, th- their their game this week has the highest over under on the board, so you figure it's going to be a game where there's going to be a lot of scoring involved. So that'll take Kirk Cousins and the new offense. Yeah, I've been yes, pushing the new offense. Uh, he struggled against the Eagles, but um, the Lions are allowing third most points in fantasy quarterbacks. So I think so it's going to be a high scoring game. You're saying? I'm hoping so. Would that make Jared Goff a must start then also? Oops, you jumped ahead on me. Oh, did oh really? <laughs> he jumped ahead on well, me. See, I was just trying to be enlightening here. Yeah, no, Jared Goff. Um, I mean, it, again, he'd be not a normal guy to start week to week, right? But against a Minnesota defense that hasn't given up touchdowns yet, but gives up a lot of yardage, and the touchdowns will come. So Jared Goff is another start, and um, Derek Carr. Oh, who you, all, who you previously mentioned? Yeah. Yes. So I must be right. Well, I think I'm right, and you're just riding my coattails. I think <laughs> is what it is. As far as don't bother as a quarterback for me, and we we actually talked about this at breakfast, or actually before the show started, Tom Brady. Sooner or later, there isn't going to be anyone left on the team to protect crybaby Brady from his own mouth. <laughs> they are all going to either be suspended or hurt. This week might be the week he finally gets popped in the mouth by someone on the defense. His current slate of receivers Hold tells on. you... That would be awesome because it'd be the Packers popping him in the mouth. Exactly. That'd be awesome. His current state of receivers uh, tells you one thing, and that is that you have to have someone better to put in your lineup at quarterback this week. Yes. My next guy, Tua Tagovailoa. Ooh. Don't be fooled. Coming off five touchdowns. Don't be fooled by last week's performance. <laughs> okay. We warn you about this every year. <laughs> you might feel like you have to put him in and chase last week's numbers, but the Bills' zone defense and pass rush is a much different animal 
than what they saw last week with Baltimore. What do we always tell them? Don't, Don't chase the points. <laughs> so there you go. Tom Brady and Tua for me. Who you got and don't bother. Okay. I got uh, Jimmy G right off the Wait. bat. He's one of the best throwers <laughs> in the league, according to uh, Shannon. He's, he's a competent quarterback. Um, and, and, yes, he can he can support more than one wide receiver. I get all that stuff. But um, – Denver's passing defense is pretty good, and I just don't see it. I I could be crazy, but I think I, I think I don't see it. Uh, number two, you previously mentioned Baker Mayfield. He looks like he's on the wrong page with everybody else. Okay. I think him coming into camp late must have really hurt his performance, or he just might suck. It's one of those two things. Could be. It could be anything. <laughs> And number three, I was tempted at this point to put on Tom Brady. I was tempted at this point to put on Aaron Rodgers. I was tempted at this point. I mean, you, you start listing quarterbacks. There are right. crappy quarterbacks. Russell Wilson. Um, Justin Fields. Um, D- uh, Owen Mills or whatever yeah. whatever the guy's name Davis is. Mills. Davis Mills. Um, General Mills. General Mills. cereal on the side. <laughs> That's right. He's got to do something. He ain't got a quarterback. In. Um, I'm going with Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, not only is he nicked up, um, he oh, brutal wide receiver core. Brutal. You got a defensive well, you guy. Only, you're call- only Kendrick Bourne. Uh, well, you got you got a defensive <laughs> guy calling offensive plays. It's oh. like it's just messed up. So uh, I would sit Mac Jones until until uh, you have to till the end of the year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then let him play. Yeah. All right. We move to running backs. My first must start at running back. Jeff Wilson Jr. Oh, okay. He's going to be the man even more now that Trey Lance has and his brittle ankle are are done for the season. You also get the benefit of Tyreon Davis-Price having a bad ankle. Yep. Elijah Mitchell having an injured knee. Yep. And add to that, Debo is getting more receiving run with Jimmy G at the helm. Oh, but didn't they just sign um, Marlon Mack? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then you add in the fact that I know you just said the Broncos' uh, defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know who are you talking about. No, Denver. Denver. Uh, I I think Jeff Wilson is still a must start. Oh, uh, Denver's passing defense. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, My other guy, Damian Pierce. After Week One, there was a lot of fantasy football GMs out there, including me, that were saying, "Oh shit, what did I do?" Did I do the right thing in drafting this guy? I don't think so. (laughs) Well, after last week, Pierce finally got his volume corrected in Denver, which is going to set up his breakout game this weekend against Chicago. Damian Pierce. And my final guy, Travis Etienne. Stop it. No. I'm telling you. You mean Clyde Edwards Hilaire II? No. (laughs) Travis Etienne. He has no hyphen in his name. Travis, along with James Robinson, look to be the best and likely only way the Jaguars can move the ball in a tough situation this weekend for the passing game. Give me Travis Etienne. Your must starts running back. Uh, I also, my top guy was Damian Pierce. Um, his his workload, like you said, in week one was non-existent. Week two, he took 15 to 16 carries. Um 
Uh, Rex Burkhead getting the other one carry. (laughs) (laughs) He was tired. And, you know, with with Owen Mills throwing the ball, they're not uh, the greatest passing attack in the world, so they're going to have to run the ball. Okay. Um, I also am interested in uh, Corderell Patterson from Atlanta because he can catch the ball and run the ball doing both. I think Tyler Algier is going to start doing the Damian Pierce on him and steal some carries from him. But I think he'll still get uh, catches. He's got to prove himself. Yeah. Got to do do something. Right. Um, Other than that, I don't have a lot of running backs that I really like. All right. So that means there's going to be a lot on your don't bother. Well, I'm sorry. No, I I take it back. I have a lot of running backs that I like, but they're not below the top 12. And I don't want to get called out by one of our callers for putting players on my list that are not. I mean, like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, you know, because uh, that, you know, that's a button pusher. <laughs> Don't bother running backs for me. We start with Devin Singletary. Buffalo matches up against the Dolphins this weekend, and I, I tend to think Devin Singletary is going to get lost against a tough Miami run defense. Buffalo has also been showing a pass happy attack, which could also point to less usage for Singletary. My other Don't bothers is really easy. Any Ravens running back except Lamar Jackson. Mm. that's right Kenyon drake mike davis justice hill should all be benched this weekend you're going to continue to see running back lining up as quarterback lamar jackson as a top back for baltimore when you can't throw the ball you might as well run it oh i for, i forgot one of my must start running backs is lamar jackson oh is it forgot, oh yeah. okay. all right yeah. thanks because because that i guess i can get away with because he's not a running back but <laughs> All right, who do you have for don't bothers and running back? My don't bothers. I will start. I, I will reiterate what you just said. Devin Singletary. I mean, other than Josh Allen, nobody runs the ball in Buffalo. Every year they keep saying, oh, I got this guy and he's going to do it. And nah, that never happens. Uh, number two guy, Michael Carter. Listed as the starter in for the Jets. Yeah. And not that that would matter a whole hell of a Brees lot. Brees Hall was taking a lot yeah. of that work. Yeah. So I think Michael Carter is a uh, see you later, never to be seen again, Uh-oh. back on the bench guy. And uh, who's my last? Oh, Chase Edmonds. Uh-huh. Um, started week one, was going to be all the yeah. niceness and didn't do anything. And week two, he got replaced by Raheem Mostert. And I think that you're going to see more of that going forward, that uh, Chase Edmonds is not going to be the number one guy. All right. Let's finish it off with receivers. Must starts for me. Number one, Alan Lazard. The man is back. (laughs) Packers have a tougher matchup this week against Tampa Bay, and Lazard is the MVP's best option in this situation. Also, Amari Cooper. It seems to be that the... Well, I'd be a good guy to pick since he's already played. That's, That's awesome. Well, way to go. I'll go way, over him then. Way to go. What? Way to pick a guy that's already played. I only way, have, way to go. Listen, when I write these things out, <laughs> they haven't played yet. <laughs> I'm just going to say, moving forward, <coughs> let's get some Amari Cooper in there because apparently teams are forgetting to cover this guy. Oh, and um, Jacoby Brissett's like the second coming of... <laughs> yeah, apparently now <laughs> we, we don't even need Deshaun Watson. <laughs> We'll just cut him. Sean, who? All right, fine. My only must start this weekend is Alan Lazard. Go for it. (laughs) 
My, my, uh, I don't want to hear it anymore. My must start is uh, my must starts Drake London. Okay. Um, he's had five or more receptions and 70 or more yards in each of his first two starts, even with Marcus Mariota. 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 <laughs> Thrown in the ball. I got to read that Polynesian guide again. Um, yeah, it, it's on the help us help you page on the website, cffpodcast.com. See, that's the problem is I always think, you know, I'm helping other people. So, <laughs> um, Cortland Sutton with uh, Jerry Judy having uh, injury problems. His target share spike last week. He had seven grabs for 122 yards. Um, he will be the primary receiver once again for uh, letting Russ cook. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Highly Limited. Yeah. So uh hopefully he can keep one guy going. And lastly, my favorite guy on this list almost every week, Brandon Cooks. Uh he's got Owen Mills painting him the ball, but uh I just uh I just think that uh he can um uh you know, he's facing the freaking bears. Yeah. So it's I think it's a no-brainer. Okay. Um, and we're going to finish off with the don't bothers. My first guy, Marquise Brown. Yes. The Rams secondary has been struggling the last two weeks, but I still don't see Jalen Ramsey struggling for much longer. Mm. I like him to lock down the one trick pony Marquise Brown. Finally, Jerry Judy. We talked about this earlier. He, uh, is questionable right now with an injured shoulder slash upper body slash chest or sternum. Uh, and that's causing some struggles right now. He's not practicing. Add in Mr. Highly Limited Russell Wilson, and the combination is a huge no for me. Don't bother us for you. Uh, I'm going to make this real simple. Okay. All the Tampa Bay receivers, all the Green Bay receivers. Really? Don't start any of them. Wow. Com- really? Complete waste. Al Lazard? Nope. Romeo Dubs? Nope. Christian Watson? Nope. I don't even know who the... Tampa Bay has left on receiving court. Cole Beasley? No. Wow. Jalen Darden? No. Big Bobby Tunyon? No. Okay. I'm saying no. Don't start any of them. Don't start anybody on any one of those teams. So you're saying they're all a gamble? They're all a huge gamble. Which we should then move into this. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here that they do at them regular casinos. Now I'm asking you to give us one more chance. One more. Give me one <laughs> more chance. Um, last week was not good for me. Week one, not good for both of us. Last week could have been really good for me. I could have just not played. <laughs> you didn't play, and I could have. I could have just. I, I mean, not sorry. Week, week I was one. talking about week one. Yeah. Um, well, or, you or started week, off not playing. Week zero. I, yeah. If I would have just stuck to my guns, <laughs> I would have been golden. Although you had a nice little three team six te- six point teaser that came in. Yeah, but for thirteen dollars. Well, five. That's it's a plus of what seven. Yeah, but then I'm oh, minus. Eight. I'm minus how many other ones? A lot. Yeah, yeah you're so, minus a lot. Yeah, so not good. We're gonna start with college because we gotta get those in because uh, you know games start in a couple hours. So I will say this. Yes. Well, before I give you my stuff, I'm changing up what I'm doing. Oh, I've got a different strategy. Scared money don't make money. No, 
going to go full force. Got to got to do something. So I'm going to um, I'm going to give you my initial stuff. Okay, but I'm going to repackage it and mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. Okay, so you have it all. All right, all right. So we're going to start, like I said, with college, and uh, I got a little. Um, I have eight single bets. Oh, and then of course we're going to put those into a you know, the degenerate 18 round Robin parlay. Yeah. See, this is, I'm not going to do that, but that's, <laughs> I'll give you my single bets and then I'll do the degenerate stuff and send it back to you. My, my 18 round Robin parlay is going eight, seven, six, five, four ways. That's 163 bets there for you. Degenerates <laughs> at $5 each bet. That's uh this bet's a, a huge $850 output for you. Ooh. But if it comes in 22 grand, there you go. Set, all, you up, set you up for the rest of the year. If all eight teams win. But uh, you can win money even if you just need four of the eight to win. Let's, let's, see, let's see if I got any of your games. Okay. We're starting with Wake Forest plus eight versus Clemson. You have I, that one? I have Wake Forest. This game is... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you got Clemson? I have Clemson. Oh. Sorry. This game is surprisingly bigger than you would, you would think when you, uh, when you first... Um, See, people call in saying, quick, get me those picks. <laughs> I need to know. Fat Tony, tell me. <laughs> so this one is bigger than you think when you first see it at the book. The odds movement has also been quite surprisingly su- surprising since it hit the book. When this game was first released, it was Clemson as an eight and a half point favorite. The professional bettors have already put enough money on this game to put the point spread where I was able to get it at plus eight. Since I made that pick, the line has continued to fall to seven or seven and a half, depending on the book that you're at. Hmm. So do some work, shop for the best line, regardless of what side you're on. Yeah. Because this could change right up to kickoff. Well, it should. Yeah. If it's, if it's going down, it's not going to, it's not going to spike back up again. Yeah. My next game, Texas minus five versus Texas tech. Wait a minute, I have Texas, I think. Nope. This is another one of those games that the professionals have just destroyed the line on before the general public has noticed it. I got Texas at minus five. Shortly after that, uh, that game went on board. It is already at Texas minus six and a half. Here's the reason why the game is moving so quickly towards Texas. The Longhorns have surpassed oddmakers' expectations in all three of their games this year. They beat UTSA by 21 as a 13-point favorite. They covered the plus 21 against Alabama in a 2019 loss and then knocked off UL Monroe 52 to 10 as a 37 and a half point favorite. This week, they are a small favorite against Texas Tech team that they clearly have a talent to edge over. So I am taking Texas minus the five and you might be stuck with them right now at six and a half, but I think I'd still take that. Next game, USC minus six and a half versus Oregon State. Wait a minute, I have USC. Do you? Um, trying to find it here. Oh no, I'm taking I'm taking Oregon State. I'm on the other, other, we're Uh-oh. on the other side of two so far. So, okay. Both teams played Fresno State in their last FBS FBS matchup, so that could serve as a good baseline for this one. USC trounced the Bulldogs forty five to seventeen, while Oregon State survived in a thirty five thirty two win. Lincoln Riley has done a better job as head coach than even I thought he would be leading the Trojans to three rolling wins and three covers against the spread. They have put up at least 40 points in each of those three games. 
So Lincoln Riley's good with the condoms. Exactly. Okay, just checking. Fight on. <laughs> My next game I got uh, North Carolina is a pick 'em over Notre Dame. I have that game also. Um, see if I'm on the opposite side. Uh, I have. Oh, I actually have North Carolina on the money line. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, that's probably better because um, I got this game as a pick 'em, and it's been moving towards North Carolina since the open. Most books now have this game as North Carolina minus two, which is still a good line if you could find it. The Irish needed a phantom offside penalty. What do you have? What do you have that as? Minus what? I have it as a pick 'em. Oh, okay. I'm just wondering if I can get a better number than I have. Oh, okay. well, uh, what do I have? North Carolina as a pick 'em. I have minus one ten. I see. I'm at minus one eighteen with it, the money line. Yeah, really. I got to have a better number. Than that. Yeah, as I was looking, I'm like, take the pick 'em. That's yeah, I know. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Irish, like I said, they needed a phantom offside penalty in late game heroics to be terrible California team last week. Yeah. They should still be winless. Yeah. This North Carolina, this Notre Dame team also shows why you should be hiring football coaches based on their abilities <laughs> rather than their skin color. But that's a discussion for another week. I'm I'm so happy when Notre Dame is crappy because because <laughs> they're always crappy. They always play such an easy schedule, but now they play an easy schedule and still getting their asses handed to them. So the Tar Heels, on the other hand, are averaging over 230 yards per game on the ground. And this is not good news for Notre Dame. Notre Dame. They were torn apart on the ground by Marshall, leading to Notre Dame being ranked the 12th most rushing yards allowed per game in the Power Five. Wow. Now, again, I don't know how an independent team can be ranked in the Power Five, but hey, yeah, leave it to Notre Dame <laughs> to be allowed to play by different rules. <laughs> Bottom line is this. Even if I had to give the two points, I am still all over North Carolina in this one. Next up, Utah. Minus 12 versus Arizona State. Let's face it, the Sun Devils are in a world of hurt right now. Yeah. They just fired their head coach, Herm Edwards, after their horrible start to the season. Normally, teams that get an interim head coach play out of their mind the next week, and they win one for the new guy. That's not going to happen this time. (laughs) Utah is just too talented for Arizona State. Since the Open, this line has climbed to 14. I don't think I would take it at 14, but... The 12 is where I'm comfortable. Next, Michigan minus 16 and a half versus Maryland. Very simple. Michigan is 6-0 and against Maryland under Jim Harbaugh. And those games have been decided by an average of 33.7 points per game. Now, Maryland does average 40.3 points per game, but the Terps haven't seen a complete team like Michigan yet. Another good bet on this would be the over. I don't know what that number is, but there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game, I think. <laughs> I have two more teams games left. First one is Penn State minus 26 versus Central Michigan. Penn State crushes Mac opponents under James Franklin, and the last five victories were by an average of 40.8 points per game. Now, it's tempting to take the Chippewas, who have scored 36.3 points per game through three weeks, but beware of the backdoor cover here but I'm going to trust that the track record with Penn State is going to be stronger than a crazy little backdoor cover by Central Michigan. (laughs) And finally, Mississippi, minus 20.5 versus Tulsa. 
The Rebels of Mississippi ranked fifth in the nation with a tremendous rushing attack that averages 272 yards per game. I like Lane Kiffin to lead on that at home against a Tulsa team that is better than advertised, but I still like that running game at home. The Golden Hurricanes allow 3.9 yards per carry, and I don't think that's going to hold up. So there you go. Each one of those has a single bet, and like I said, we got the degenerate 18 round robin parlay. <laughs> Check it out on the website, sports investing on cffpodcast.com. All right, you want to go over your picks? All right. I, a lot of them we kind of covered, but um, I also have Michigan minus 16 and a half over Maryland. I have TCU minus one and a half against SMU. Okay. It's the old alphabet team. <laughs> I have Eastern Michigan minus six uh, against Buffalo. I have the Florida Tennessee over uh, 62. I have team total for Tennessee over for 36 and a half. Uh, North Carolina on the money line against Notre Dame may change that because it doesn't make sense to lose money for no reason. <laughs> um, I have Michigan State plus three against Minnesota. Uh, Cincinnati is minus 16 and a half against Indiana. We took, I talked about Clemson over, uh, versus Wake Forest. Um, I have Georgia Tech and U, UCF. I have the over 56. I have the under in the Duke, can you might notice a trend here. Uh, I have the under <laughs> in the Duke, Kansas game. Uh, Texas A&M I have on the money line versus Arkansas. Plus I have the over in that game of 48 and a half. Okay. And lastly, I have Oregon State plus six and a half against USC. There you go. And that's it for the the, the little boys. Yeah, the, the little boys. We move to the big games right now. The NFL bets, and I'm going to start with my five team Uh-oh. Chief Colt same game round robin parlay. <laughs> going five four three two ways, twenty six bets. It's a hundred three dollar bet. If, if everything comes in. I'm going to take home $855. But all I need is two of these to win to earn some money. There you go. And this is what I have. <clears throat> Clyde edwards Hilaire over 18 and a half receiving yards. Clyde edwards Hilaire over 41 and a half rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes over 12 and a half rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor over two and a half receptions. And then Patrick Mahomes over 35 and a half yards for his longest completion. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then here's the thing I was doing last year that I forgot about the first couple of weeks. So we had to bring it back. Oh. And this is something for the people out there that want to be degenerates, but <laughs> can't really afford a $130 bet or a $815 round robin parlay bet. So this is this is my five team underdog money line oh, round yes. robin parlay. Yes, we're going five and three ways. It's only eleven bets at five dollars a bet. It's a fifty five dollar bet, and these all you need is to win half of the three half of the. Uh, or pff, you need to win three games, and you're going to double your money. And it goes a little something like this: I'm taking Detroit over Minnesota. I'm taking Miami over Buffalo. I'm taking Houston over Chicago. 
Washington over Philly, and Jacksonville over the Chargers. Yeah, maybe. Jacksonville over the Chargers? Well, I'm I'm concerned about the whole Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen thing. I am con- Oh, yeah, true, true, true. And I th- I think Miami's better than people think. Wait, Miami or Jacksonville? I mean Jacksonville, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like, I'm like well, what game are we not, talking they're not, about? They're, they're not better than I I'm thinking Miami, but um no, I think uh Jacksonville is if Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen don't play, because there's who's I, their backup? Um, two guys I don't remember the names of. Wow. Okay. But uh, and and I and again I don't know if the Chargers can afford to rest these guys because they're in probably the toughest division in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. And they need a win against a simple team like this, or if they think that even if we sit them, we can win this game. Which, which may be possible. So, like I said, you win three games on this, you can <laughs> yeah. double your money. There you go. Then we go to regular games. Again, we're going single bets on all these, and then we're doing a six-team round-robin parlay. Six, five, four, three ways. It's all available for you to look at on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the sports investing page. We start with Moneyline Green Bay over Tampa Bay. Last week, the Packers danced all over the Bears, putting together a strong showing, and I think this is a sign of things to come for Green Bay. Add in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their myriad of roster concerns. Mike Evans suspended. Chris Robinson, Julio Jones are likely out this weekend with injuries. That leaves the likes of Russell Gage, Brashad Perriman, and Scotty Miller left for the statue Tom Brady to throw to. The Packers will keep this game within striking distance and pull it out in the end. I even think they might blow them out. But we'll see. (laughs) Then I'm taking Kansas City minus six over Indianapolis. Can you think of a more disappointing team in the NFL right now than Indianapolis? Matt Ryan was supposed to be the man. He can't seem to get things going yet. The Chiefs have cemented their place in the AFC pecking order with a huge win over the Chargers. The Chiefs' defense has stepped up, and I think they will be putting Matt Ryan on the ground often, leading to another walkover by the Chiefs' offense. And then we're going to go with Houston over Chicago. This is one of my underdog money lines here. The Texans are playing consecutive road games, and the offense was bad last week in Denver. The Bears' offense hasn't been good yet. This should be a low-scoring game, but I think the Texans are a better team, and they will win a defensive battle. And now... Buffalo minus five over versus Miami. This might be one of the best games of the week, giving us a matchup between two 2-0 teams that can score at will. Buffalo is riding high right now and are clearly the best team in the NFL. The Dolphin defense was not good last week, and Buffalo's has been. And that will be the difference in this game. I know. It's going against <laughs> my whole underdog money line thing, but... If I got to be wrong on one. <laughs> Next one is uh, New England my, uh, plus three versus Baltimore. The Ravens melted down in their loss to the Dolphins last week. The defense was terrible, but the Patriots haven't done much on offense this season. This is their home opener, so I think they will get it going. Pats go to two and one, people. And finally, Cincinnati minus five versus the Jets. 
Bengals are looking at 0-3 right now. If they do not beat the Jets, who are coming off a very impressive victory last week against the Browns, I think this is the week that changes everything for the Bengals. Look for Joe Burrow to have at least um, a fast start and roll up some big passing yards. Bengals take this one easily, even though Wayne has his... Bengals won't make the playoffs. That's my new one. All right, who you got for the NFL? Okay, so I'm going to give you just the prop bets. All right. The rest will be to come because it's got some. A tease. It's got some. uh, Some work to do. Yeah, I got to, because I'm putting things together, it's kind of a little different uh, look for me. But some props that I'm playing this week. Uh, I got Tua to. To choke, apparently. <laughs> <coughs> that Ooh. hurt. That hurt a little bit. Uh, I have uh, two to throw an interception. Okay. At minus 120. All right. And I have <clears throat> Khalil Herbert over 21 and a half rushing yards. All right. <clears throat> I have Raheem Mostert over seven and a half receiving yards. Since, as we mentioned, he's going to be taking over in Miami. Yes. I have Adam Thielen over 47 and a half receiving yards. Again, we mentioned the Minnesota game. Yep. Boom That's shakalaka. That's going to be a high scoring. Yep. I think Thielen's going to have no chance, no problem getting over 41. Plus, it's an early game, so Kirk Cousins should do good. <coughs> exactly. I have Corey Davis under 40 and a half receiving yards. I have Terry McLaurin under 60 and a half receiving yards because Carson Wentz sucks. Uh, <laughs> I have Quez Watkins under one and a half receptions. And I have Cam Akers under one and a half receptions. Oh, okay. So those are my those are my player props. All right. And like you said, the, the game bets will be coming a little later on. He's got to get those I'm not, in order. I'm not going to have any individual game bets this week. You're just going to have your 16 six-point or teasers? Well, I'm going to have the teaser. <coughs> Dude. I don't know what happened, but... <clears throat> That wasn't good. You you want to stick a stick up your nose and see yeah. if you have COVID? <laughs> <laughs> no, Doctor Fauci, I do not. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of different a little bit different grouping. Um, I may do uh, just just to throw it to you uh, my different point of oh, view. God, are you bringing up a whole new betting possibility here? Yes, it's going to be in game parlays. Okay. So if I if I can pull it together, then I will give you my in game parlays and like um. Uh, first team to 20 points or something like that? No, it'd be just like, it'll be normal stuff like um, over under or okay. um, team totals or um, uh, just a team to win. And then I'll have some player props included. And uh, I'm going to, because player props has always been a bugaboo for me. So I'm trying it differently. Okay. We'll see if that works. All right. Uh, and the in-game parlays just seem like a kind of fun way. I normally do parlays, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to do. And I always like to group them somehow. You got to start winning something. So I got yeah, I got to figure out a way to put okay. some money on the board. All right. And with that, we always remind you that after this huge segment. Oh, and by the way, yes, I'm taking I'm taking the Browns to win. Ooh, just so you know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good defense. Uh, you know, I I, I think with uh, uh, the JJ's little brother hurt. Oh yeah, I think the that, defense yeah. might not be yeah, as good. Not as good, I don't think. No. What about? Are you thinking maybe 
like a bad beat somehow. I mean, that's why I'm hoping it happen. <laughs> like with, with the with the point spread. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, yeah. no, I think so. You think it's just because I could I had uh, I could get Pittsburgh plus five and a half. Oh, you know, and, mm. and uh, you know, not hoping on not a bad beat like somebody fumbled the ball at the end of the game. Yeah, oh, that that would be bad. It into the end zone, and yeah. the other team scores a touchdown to. Put it way over to five and a half. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no. All right, and that's that's why we always make this this little declaration at the end of our segment. Don't bet anymore; you can afford to lose. <laughs> and it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. That's the betting segment, everybody. It's time for the fantasy girl. That's right. The most popular segment of the show, the longest running episodic segment of the show, and probably because... And she showed me her movies, and I liked it too. <laughs> Everybody likes beautiful women. Yes. Well, most men do, I think. Oh. Right? And a good portion of the female population. Okay. <laughs> Well, there you go. Not saying anything specific. specific <laughs> saying. So it's time for the Fantasy Girl segment of the week. Or Fantasy Girl of the Week segment. Either one. Yeah. But we can do either. You can check her out on the on the, on the website, cffpodcast.com. Check We're, her out on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about her for a little bit. <laughs> but you can see the pictures and read her bio, which I'm going to also read to you, on the website, cffpodcast.com, where you can... You know, look at the bets, make your bets, and then go to the fantasy girl. Don't do the last oh, part first. Yeah, you, you might get stuck there and miss the start of some. That would be bad. Some games that yeah. wouldn't be good. This week, everybody, it's Marina Laswick. She was born November first, nineteen ninety-two, in Toronto, Canada. She is a model, blogger, photographer, and entrepreneur. Nobody does just one thing anymore, do no, they? Well, you can't. You can't. I mean, okay. You can't make money anymore as just a blogger. You got to multitask. Right. Okay. And as an entrepreneur, if you're selling shit, yeah, well, no one's going to buy it. Right. If you're not, if you're not blogging and and being behind the camera and whatever, whatever the hell she was doing, uh, she runs several lifestyle, fashion, and travel blogs named Marushk. Okay. So search for Marushk. Is is that a Canadian thing? Well, it looks like Canadian Alaskan spelling. Okay. M A R O O S H K. The double O. Yeah. Ah, well, and then the S H K thing at the end. Yeah, it's kind of Alaskan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was that. What are the Alaskan people called? Marma. Yeah, whatever there. Igloo Mal- Malamutes. Man, that's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're horrible. <laughs> well, I've seen some Canadian women that were, you know. Now, other than modeling, she has participated in Miss USA, which I don't really understand. If, if she's Canadian, how is she participating in Miss USA? Maybe we took over Canada. And Did we? I forgot to tell everybody. I think, you know, when when everybody was focused on the southern border. Well, then can we get rid of dumbass Justin Trudeau up there? <laughs> Come on. He's photogenic. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Especially when he's in blackface <laughs> for his Halloween 
Oh God. Anyways, she began her modeling career. We die. We digress so often. Oh yes. Can, I can't figure out why this show lasts well over an hour. She, she began her modeling career when she was discovered at a casting call at the age of 16. Uh, that's about it for the information. Okay. Well, she all you need to know is she's Canadian. Yeah. That's all you really need to the know. The only other stuff you need to know are the important things, and yes. that's stuff like this. 29-year-old Canadian model and entrepreneur stands 5 foot 8 inches tall. Oh, she's tall. She weighs 121 pounds. Okay. She wears a size 8 dress. Oh, she's heavy and she's thick. Well, that can't be right. Maybe she likes a baggy. Yeah, that's true too. And a size seven and a half shoe. She has blonde hair and brown eyes. And her measurements are. And you always start with the waist. Yep, I'm going to say 23. Close enough, 24. Ah, say 24, okay. Chest. I'm going to say, I, I I think she's a 34. No, I think she's less than that. I'm going to say 34. 31. Oh, I knew she was less. I didn't and know she it. wears a 36A. Okay. Okay. Hips. A. 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 More, a. more than a handful away. So she she's Canadian? A. A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I crack me up. Um, 31. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 34. Close enough, 35. Okay, 31, 24, 35. Marina Laswick, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week, and that's it. I hope you enjoyed this return of the show after a a week of me roughing it. <laughs> Remember, if you got questions, comments, concerns, use our mission barbecue f- email. CFF podcast at hotmail.com or send us a voicemail or text message on the Mountain Dew Spark fan line 414-520-8249. Oh, did you want to tell them about the new uh, flavors? You have? Oh, yes. So while I was in Oklahoma, I actually found, we talked about this when we did our Mountain Dew um, rankings yeah. a while ago on this on this spectacular show, but I found a Walmart that had the Mountain Dew Frostbite, which is, you know, special only to Walmart. And and what what's the flavor? Well, I have profile? a bottle. I have a bottle for you, so you can okay. try it. They didn't have zero, okay. so you're gonna have to drink some sugar. Oh no! <laughs> so I I can't really. It's blue. Okay, it's blue flavored. Wait a minute, Frostbite's blue. That's weird. Yes. Okay. So and then um, went to a gas station. It was early in the morning and dark and. I almost ran over a curb that I thought was a driveway. <laughs> Scared the shit out of my wife. Well, you you should have been able to see a bump in <clears throat> Oklahoma coming for miles. Well, <laughs> but the way the light hit it from the uh, car, yeah, you couldn't see it. Okay. I, at least I couldn't. My wife did. <clears throat> but anyways, so went to this gas station. It was a Casey's. Casey's. Yeah. They had Mountain Dew Overdrive. Haven't tried that one yet. Mm. It's a reddish orangey color. Yeah. And then went to KFC last night for dinner. And they have their Taco Bell version of, you know, Baja Blast, but yeah. it's called Sweet Lightning. Yes. Well, it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was panned pretty hard in the 
in, in the, uh, the reviews. Yeah. And it's a, it's kind of a peach flavor. It's, I don't think it's supposed to be like a Southern peach. Yeah. Mountain Dew, but it, it's really sweet. I well, couldn't even finish a glass. Doesn't it have honey honey in it as yeah, well? Yeah, that's supposed or, to be like a sweet tea, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But I don't drink tea, so I don't know if it tasted like tea. But it had a peach flavor. Okay. And a sweet flavor. Okay. Oh. So they hit two of the notes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. So I have two of those bottles for you. No uh, KFC one. but Wait, you, didn't, you didn't bring me a glass of KFC? No. No? Okay. No, it would have been flat. Uh, well. Isn't tea supposed to be flat? <laughs> oh, God. So that's it for the show this week, everybody. Have a great week. I uh, hope everybody does well that's remaining in the guillotine league. Are you in the guillotine league yet? Um, let me check. I'll get back to you on okay. that. All right. <laughs> Other than that, hope you're doing well. Remember, send us your questions. We'd love to read them on the air for you. But until next week, everybody, be good. <laughs> See ya!